sorry, just before we start, um, I've just seen the amazing reasons to get detention list. And this is a list of handwritten detention cards. And one of them is this reason for detention, student threw a sandwich across class screaming YOLO. And that's really yes. funny because I can imagine yes. that in my head and it's super funny. That would uh, be the kind of thing that if I, that happened in my class, I would stand and applaud the guy. Yeah. Like, that guy deserves a lot of... Oh, totally. Things. Also, um, reason for detention, when asked the when when I asked the class who would solve who could solve my math problem, Katie stood up and screamed, "I volunteer as tribute at the top of her lungs, disturbing the rest of the class." I think that's that's topical and very funny. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. The people are great. Some people are amazing. Disrupting the class by standing, unbuttoning his shirt to reveal a Superman T-shirt, announcing he was Superman. Uh, reason for detention for yelling that's mahogany when student dropped a book onto a desk what (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's particularly good oh god I wish these people were in my school oh god they're fantastic reason for detention taking off shirt in middle of class and yelling come at me bro to another student yep um, well, I guess it's like a dick, but it's still... On like, Thursday the 28th, reason for detention, calling a teacher a muggle. Um, and right. uh, Disrupting class, claiming to be re- claiming to be the reborn Jesus and hitting another student with a Bible. Where <laughs> <laughs> oh, again, in my head, I think that's really funny, because I can see it happening. Yeah, that's I was great. going like, like, second coming, motherfuckers, thwack. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Game Engine Start podcast for the 3rd of December 2013. It's almost the end of the year. Uh, it's scary. Um, uh, my name is Ewan. I'm Callum and that made me really depressed. Doesn't it? Yeah. It's it's almost it's almost Christmas. It's almost <sighs> the end of the year. Ah, no. But, but what a year it's been. What a year it's been. Yes. We've had... We're, we're in the future now. Oh, yeah. We're in fu- fourth generation video game consoles. F- no. No, like not fourth generation. Seventh or something. Eighth? That's not what I meant. I just meant new generation. Oh, yeah. New generation. We're in the new generation of video game consoles. Yes. So they are... released. They I all- thought that was miles away and then it suddenly happened. Yeah, it kind of crept up on me as well. Like, after having a pre-order since... Uh, E3, so like June. Yeah. Um, Did you then suddenly just get the phone call that says you need to come pick this up? Yeah. Right. Like the realisation of standing in a store at midnight, picking this thing up, going, this is actually happening, was was quite a weird one. So what was that like for you? Let's just jump straight in. Are we just jumping straight into this? Okay. What was was you picking up your PS4 at midnight? like? So we're recording this on the 2nd of December, so last Friday the 29th was the PS4 launch in Europe and... Yeah, Europe, mainly. Yep. And, yeah, I went... I'd been debating going to Midnight Launch 
the, to actually pick it up at midnight for a while. Like, I just thought I might not I think bother. That if you pre-order it, you have to go and pick it up at midnight. That's part of the, the deal and the charm. Of... Kind of, but I'd never done a midnight lunch before, and I kind of wanted to know what it was like, so I You thought... did the midnight lunch for the original PSP, didn't you? No, that was a 9am shop oh, opening okay, sure. thing. And there were a grand total of five people outside the shop waiting for yeah, that one. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, like about 11 o'clock, I eventually decided, fuck it, I'm going to the midnight lunch thing. So I grabbed all my paperwork and went down. And um, walking, t- so the shop was in uh, was in a big mall, and I turned the corner to the the to the shop, and there was no queue outside the shop. Oh! And I went, oh fuck, what's happened? Have mm. I missed it or something like that? And then um, got to the front door of the shop, turned into the shop, and there was just this throng of people, just like oh, Christ, <laughs> huge people, just everywhere. And basically, as soon as I get into it who I then discovered was the, the manager of the shop, was yeah. like, okay, here's what's happening. Here's how we're going to organise you. And eventually got people organised. But basically what they'd done was they'd done a, a pre-purchase system where the day before, I think from Thursday lunchtime, possibly, you could go in, pay for your whole thing, and you'd get a raffle ticket. Right, and then, okay, so you could just go in, pick it up and walk out. Kind of. Sure. Um, so you'd get a raffle ticket starting from 300 and That's then... Smart. It got to midnight and they said, right, everyone who's got the raffle tickets, 300 to 320 at the front of the queue, everyone else behind them, and we'll just work our way through it. Sure, and that's fair smart. Pl- and fair play to them, they did that phenomenally well. There was no there was no issues, there was no like clambering for consoles, it was organised, it was very, very British. Everyone got in a queue, picked up the console good, and left. Good to see decency in the modern world. Yep, um, I was talking to couple of people in the store a couple of the employees that were there one of them looked like death because he basically this was his fourth midnight launch in four weeks jeez because it was like in four weeks yeah so it was like ps4 ps4 xbox one call of duty and oh shit there was one before that that. video games as well don't they yeah and there was one before that as well um maybe a sports game i can't remember assassin's creed or something no 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 it was something else I can't remember. But they had basically done four minute lunches for Christ, that was So crazy. they were fucking exhausted. And did, they, man- did they ever at any point say to you, do you want to buy a strategy game? No. Um, do you want to pre-order? Um, I, I, I did, don't even know what you would pre-order at this point. So I did multiple times get offered um, a PlayStation Plus card, which was actually a decent deal. They'd knocked 10 quid off a year's worth of PlayStation Plus, which bad. was actually a really good deal. Not so much a good deal when you realise what happened to PSN, that day oh, it just went and yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll get onto that in a bit but yeah the whole process was quite straightforward and Good. I got to the front of the queue I got my console I got my game they checked what I'd had in my bag and left and on my way out I checked what you had in your bag what in case you were stealing something no to make sure because basically what happened was as soon as you left the store you couldn't come back in Oh. Because they had to get through this queue and shut the sure. shop again. Oh, so they double-checked you had everything. They double-checked we had everything that right. we said we, we wanted, and then we left the shop. And as I left the shop, um, I passed a guy who was somewhere in the queue that I was talking to, and he was coming back in to the store. I was like, what, what, what happened? And he said they gave me an extra PS4. And I'm like, how do you... How do you accidentally walk out with that? And how do you accidentally give someone that? But he basically had two bags with two PS4s in it. And he said they gave me an extra PS4. I'm like, and you're taking it back? What? Yeah, and he told me, he was legit. And he was said, yeah, I'm, I'm taking it back. They gave me an extra PS4. Yeah, good man. So well played to him. 
They gave them two PS4s? I don't know how that worked. Like, they were they were rattling through people, so it's very easy for them uh, to sure. make that mistake. Um, or a mistake along those lines. Because they were basically, like... They weren't even checking receipts at that point. Like, they, they took the raffle ticket number, they went in the bag, got the matching bag, handed it over, ran through what was in it, and just went and got the next one. Like, they weren't even checking. Like, I could have got... I could have got somebody else's raffle ticket with my receipt. Yeah. I, I could have said, yeah, this is mine. They would have said, okay, here's the stuff associated with that ticket. See you later. And walked away. Like, they, at that point, they were just firing through them. So, it seems kind of p- easy that uh, that could have happened. Sure, okay. Um, I assume that all the people working in that shop just wanted to get through it. Oh, totally. Like, that, the manager looked exhausted. Dead. Most of the other people in the shop looked exhausted. Um, there was a crew there from like a local college uh, video pro- uh, course thing that wanted to record oh God, some stuff. The worst. And they were asking some of the staff like if they could get interviewed, and they were all going, "No, I'm just no, not, I no, just want to go home. I want to go home." Um, did, I ever, did I ever tell you about that time that the the uni TV people turned up at one of our lands? No. Uh, it's real quick they turned off at one of our lads and they were like filming stuff and we, we didn't know what they were filming for but we assumed it was just kind of like hey we've got video games and whatever yeah. but they went into one of my uh, my friend Sarah and like the, the producer woman went up to her and was like so you're a girl at one of these lads do you mind if we fill you for a bit <laughs> and we all just kind of went what <laughs> yeah so, so it was one of those yeah, it was one of those, like, you're a girl, do you mind if we, like, film you? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Sure. It was, oh, it was the dumbest. We still laugh about that every so often. <laughs> we turn to her every so often and go, wait, you're a girl! And then... <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the actual launch was pretty smooth. Um, dude, two behind me, was there with his mate. Um, his We're mate was... about Call of Duty, headshots. So, kind of... Really? Yeah, like I, he was. I was making that as a joke. <laughs> he was very much that. He was very much the kind of Scottish equivalent of the kind of Dudebro mentality. Yeah. Like he was, he was the guy who was going there. He was buying FIFA. He was buying Call of Duty and going home and playing that for the rest of the day. And um, it was a good laugh, though. Like he was laughing, and joking with the guys that were in the in the shop sure. and with each Fair other. Enough. As long as you're not a complete dick about. Oh that, yeah, his mate fight. though was high as fuck. Like on another planet high. Like I've never seen something like this before. Because, like, I, it, I, he was originally in front of me in the queue, and he was talking to one of the members of staff. And the way he was talking to him, the guy, the member of staff was like, I think you're ready for your bed, mate. And I was like, no, 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 he's just been smoking something for about four days. Like, he was just completely yeah. out of it. Um, But yeah, no, that was pretty smooth. And then I came home and kind of set up, unboxed the thing and set it up just to see what it was like and download any patches that were required and stuff like that and just left sure. it left it for the night you just kind of left it on overnight saying do what you need to do kind of then... yeah i switched it on got the initial update did i was gonna that. say how easy was like the setup process yeah i mean you you fucking plug it in ask you a couple of questions for your language your language stuff ask you for a psn does it thing. does it not then make you go do you want to link this to your facebook account and like... yeah so it does all the so it does all that when you add a new user and it says, like, do you want to link this user to a, fa- uh, to a PSN account? And you go, yes. And do you want to link this this PSN account to a Facebook account? And you go, yeah, okay, sure. Um, and it's got all of that stuff. And then it brings in your profile photo and your badge name and all this kind of stuff. And 
yeah, it does all that stuff on initial on setup. Um, yeah, sure. There was a moment like so that was the Friday. Sorry, that was the Thursday night when I set it up and it all kind of went pretty smoothly. And then Friday, when I actually got home from work and started to want to play with it, I mm-hmm. uh, tried to set up like a PSN account for my girlfriend and it wouldn't go through. Like PSN just died at that point. Like there was a there was a period over that Friday night where ship parts of PSN went down and then they came back up taking other parts down with it and it was just this weird kind of domino effect where things would go down for about a couple of hours and then come back up but something else would drop and then it was so like you couldn't you couldn't create a new PSN account for a couple of hours and then that came back up and then you couldn't uh, link that PSN account to a user and then that came up back up but um, so yeah apart from that like it was a pretty there's not a lot to set up really um, okay until you dive into the settings menu, and then it's just like, oh god, everything is just here. All these menus. Yeah. So Friday, when I got home, I actually got a chance to properly play some stuff. Um, played a little. Wait, bit this rip- machine does video games. Yeah, this is machine. Currently, this machine only does video games and Netflix. Oh, oh yeah, it only does video games because it's all broken. Yeah, so it only right. does video. Is well, it still not, broken? Even it's now? not broke. Well, define broken. Can you get onto store? So yeah, so the store stuff works, right. account stuff works. Right. Um, what can you not do? The only thing you currently can't do is redeem codes. Yeah, it's not so bad, I guess. As of today, I think the only thing you can't do is redeem codes, and even as then, long, as long as you can, as long right, as long as you can, uh, look at this from the perspective of someone who's just bought one. Set up a new PSN account. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Yes. Can you well, buy, I, I eventually I, got that working on Friday night, so yes. Can you buy stuff on the store and download it easily? I have not bought anything, but I did... Well, I went through the purchase process for a couple of free things, if that right. counts. I have not that, bought anything from the store And you can yet. download it and stuff? Yes. Okay. Uh, can you play the games online? Uh, yes, I played... Okay, then I, I think that's all you really need for now. Yeah, basically. So, so yeah, so I played... Some games. I played uh, Resogun for a little bit. That is Resogun. the, the like, three, not 3D, but, like, it's Stardust HD, but you're in a circle. It's Defender, basically. It's um, Defender. Yeah, it's, okay. You're in a ship that you can move infinitely left or right. There's guy. There's humans that drop that you have to save, and you shoot things. It's sure. a really pretty Defender. I was going to say, does it look nice on the new hardware? It looks pretty good. Um, maybe not... In a traditional kind of holy shit, this looks great. But when you see like the particles that's flinging about and well, it was, the, it was the, like Stardust HD was the thing that did it on PS3 and stuff like that. It was the game that people played and went, "Wow, that's yeah." Like, I mean, actually, something different and looks amazing. So, like, I the ba- if it was the same sort of parallel. So the background explodes um, realistically, and it's all voxels. So it's all blocks that fall everywhere, and it looks pretty good. And cool. the I like voxels. The shockwave stuff kind of. Um, influences those particles quite well it's it definitely it's definitely something that i don't think they could have done on ps3 cool so it was a good thing uh what else did i get for free i got i downloaded the ps4 version of flower just to see what it looks like that looks like a very pretty version of flower nothing is significant because it was really pretty on the ps3 it's super pretty like those are each one of those individual blades of grass look like individual blades of grass and um it runs at full 60 and it looks pretty sharp and the the motion controls in the PS4 are definitely much better which I don't think ever get mentioned like in any of the the, 
coverage of this thing, like the six axis control in the controller, yeah. is really, really sensitive now. Like I've not heard a lot about that. So one of the weirdest additions that they have is the so you remember like the on screen keyboard that would appear anytime you had to put text in, in the PS3. Yeah. It's this really kind of shitty on screen keyboard. Really clunky thing. to use. Now what you can do is it's pretty much the same keyboard, but if you click the the right stick, um it goes into this weird kind of motion mode where you kind of angle the controller to point the cursor on the keyboard. It, it's kind of weird to describe. Like basically, if you so does that mean you're basically guiding? Yeah, if you imagine like the remote, uh, the if controller. you imagine like a laser pointer coming out of the sure. controller towards the screen, and you point at the different parts of the keyboard. Does it and work it, well? So initially, you try it. It's like this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And then after a couple of times, you actually get really good at it. I'm actually faster with that than I am oh, putting cool. stuff in the normal keyboard. Good. It works really well. That sounds great. But you can only do that because the level of control you get in this thing is really, really detailed. It's cool. it's really well, it's really nice. How does the controller feel in general? Controller's good. I played like four hours of AC4 and about seven hours of Marvel. And you played seven hours of Marvel. We played a lot of Marvel this weekend. It was great. But um, no, the controller's really nice. Um, haven't hit any of the battery issues yet. Like I think the battery only lasts about eight hours or something like that is what I've been hearing. But I haven't hit that yet. Because we were taking breaks in between and stuff, so that'll be something I'm, I'll be interested to test during the week. Um, seeing along the bachelors. Sure. Um, yeah, I, had a, I had a go of it in a shop demo. Yeah. And uh, I ended up with a guy playing FIFA because I thought that me playing with the remote was better than a game of FIFA, which I think is sure. true. Oh, yeah, I, so I, I, it feels really like solid in your hands. It's a really good kind of feeling and the triggers are really great like they, they fix the R like the two buttons yeah they definitely feel a lot better um, especially when I started playing so I played a couple of matches of Warframe as well yeah um, that I think is something is I'm that gonna... the Robot Ninjas game it's the free to play third person Robot Ninjas randomly yeah, okay. generated world game sure um, that's something I'm probably going to end up dropping back into quite a lot that was good fun and also there's not really a shooter on the console right now that I'm interested in it that isn't horrendously broken so I'll probably be dropping back into that but for a shooter it, the triggers work pretty well cool. um, so that was fun uh, like I say I played a bunch of Marvel that game is really really good um, this is Lego Marvel Super Lego Heroes, Marvel is Superheroes is the official title sure um, so the one thing I've noticed about uh all the lot the the next gen stuff I've seen so far on PS4 at least is just so many codes that you have to put in to get stuff. Really, like so. It's so the two games I got at launch were AC4 and Marvel. Yeah, and AC4 has Marvel. No less... Marvel was more for your girlfriend though, wasn't it? No, I mean, I like those games, right? Mm. But it was it was it was also a game that we could play together at least. Yeah, sure. Um. So, AC4 had three separate 12-digit codes that you had to put in. One for, for One for the Uplay Passport. Right. Which oh, God, is are you doing Uplay on consoles now? Oh, yeah, like, Uplay oh, still... Oh, that's fucked up. Do you remember, do you remember that... Shit on PC. Do you remember that bit in when Ubisoft said they weren't doing online passes anymore? Yeah. That's... Instead, they're just going to implement Uplay into everything. They're They're not called online passes, they're called Uplay Passports now. Oh, fuck that. Um, but I got 10 Uplay points... So that's good. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, 
all that all that you play points do for me now is whenever I buy a new Ubisoft game, I've got the Uplay points that I earned in the last Ubisoft game that I played. Yeah. That I then use to unlock DLC for free in the new game. Yeah, basically that's then and this the cycle just continues. Yep. It's normally in Assassin's Creed games that you just unlock stuff and then it just keeps going. Totally. So Assassin's Creed's got the Uplay passport. Yep. It's got the PS4 exclusive content. The like extra six yeah, whatever, yeah. Sixty minute extra content. Sixty minutes. Stuff. Okay, sure. And it's also got the the first edition enhancement pack thing, which has got like extra costumes and swords. So that's three separate codes Jeez. that were in that. Okay. Marvel had two for some reason. Marvel had right. the like a bunch of extra skins for current characters. And right. then I had the PS4 exclusive Asgard pack, which is a bunch of characters Ooh, from four that I'd never Thor and Loki and that I'd never no, but like all the important characters are there. These are characters I've never heard of before, but apparently oh, like they're Sif now unlocked. And... Yeah, like weird yeah. names I'd never heard before. So yeah, it's just hundreds of codes. Why don't they right? And 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 in this new generation, and I've seen this happen. I know it exists in this generation, which I think is better. In this new generation, where the consoles are des- supposed to be designed to have integrated cameras that aid the experience why not just put all those codes on fucking qr codes so and that let is, you just scan it in so that's that's one of the few features of the xbox one that i'm really jealous about like yeah that appears you to not work do that on ps3 i, I there's you nothing you should be able to write it's a camera that works you should yeah be able to i assume so but those codes don't have any code like barcodes on them they're cool. just 12 digit codes I mean, at least they're only 12-digit codes, as opposed to the old Xbox Live codes, which are like 24 characters long or something. 37 billion, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's Marvel. Marvel's, Marvel's great fun. Um, is, it, is it another LEGO game? It's very much another LEGO game, but a really well-made, super high-quality, very funny. well-written. Funny. Very funny. Um, is Deadpool in it? Multiple times. There hasn't. Yes. There has not been a level yet where he hasn't appeared in the background somewhere. Is he, is he good? He's also uh, he is also the the character you basically to unlock. So in all the Lego games, you have the concept of red bricks, which are the the kind of che- not cheap blocks, but like there's the, there are the blocks that you can unlock or you can find during levels, which give you like double studs, triple studs. Oh yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, attached festive hats to all your characters, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So in the Batman games, you would have to go back to the Batcave to unlock them and all that kind of stuff. It's the same with characters; you'd have to go back there. So you just go, you go to the Shield helicarrier, yeah. and Deadpool's just got his own room. Oh, like awesome. it's basically his bedroom. Fantastic! And you go into his computer to unlock all that kind of stuff. All the do the Lego characters have voices now. Yes. Is Deadpool Nolan North? Yes. Yes. I've Fantastic. heard him. I've heard him talk once or twice. I can't remember. And you're sure it's Nolan North? It's, I'm pretty sure it's Nolan North. The only other character that's that's uh, voiced by somebody you'd recognise is Agent Coulson. Is voiced from... by Agent Coulson. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. Which works pretty well. And he says, like, the story in it is completely ridiculous. Like, just... Oh, awesome. <laughs> no reason. Like, it's just... It's the most misconstrued, contrived thing I've ever seen. It's basically like, as far as I can tell, Iron Man blew up the Silver Surfer at some point, and the Silver Surfer turned into all these cosmic bricks, and they 
landed all over New York City, all right. and Doctor Doom wants to collect them all to do something evil. Okay, that would make sense. And that's Doctor it. Doom normally does evil stuff. Yeah, and even like in the levels, like Spider Man will just randomly appear. Like, yeah, that that that's how Marvel comics work. Right. Well, okay. Like, every time a Marvel hero walks down the fucking street, he meets like four different people from different universes. It's okay. Well, as long as, that, as long it seems to be sticking to the canon, then because it's yeah. just it's just random Marvel characters from level to level. Like one that's, time you're playing Black Widow and Hawkeye, and then it switches to X Men, and then yeah. it's it's just all over the place, but it's in a good way. Uh, it's really funny. It's really well written. The the characters are exactly who you'd expect. Like, um, Captain America is very much the kind of bold, slightly naive, yeah. Amer- all American superhero, which is which you when Hulk, move. yeah, that yeah, when Hulk rips his pants and and Captain America talks about how ingenious American engineering gives gives him stretchy pants and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> like, sure. it's it's great and um. There's just completely random, like you go to like the, the I think it started in Lord of the Rings, but you basically get like fetch quests from NPCs in the open world. Okay. And uh, one of them on the ship was like on the, the on the shield heli- helicarrier will just say, "God damn it, where did all these snakes come from? You need to get these flipping snakes off this flipping plane." And like Nick Fury standing next to him, and you just go. That's just a Samuel L. Jackson joke. Where yeah. the where the fuck did this come from? And then you just you kill all the snakes off the plane, and it's just it's so ridiculous. It's funny. It's just dumb fun. Yeah, completely. It's great yeah. fun. That seems alright. Um, AC four. How's AC four? AC four's good so far. I'm only three four hours into it, so I'm still. Have they, lo- let, have they let you start playing the game yet? I'm. St- I think I'm still in a tutorial. Um, okay. I got wrist blades at hour two. I got a ship at hour three. So you're definitely still not allowed to play the game yet. I think I'm still missing some things. Yeah, um, probably. Like I'm still it's better, than, it's better than AC3. AC3 didn't let you play the game until like eight hours in. That's... So I, I think they're kind of going the opposite route with AC4 where you can do a lot of stuff very early. They just don't tell you about it. Oh, so... you can do that in AC3 as well. No, but they let I mean, you do a lot of things in AC3. It's just they don't explain any of it. That's the issue. Yeah, so like the, the amount of occasions where you uh, I'll be doing something and it'll flip up it'll flip up the tooltip that says, Hey, if you push this button this thing'll happen and you'll go, Yes, I've been doing that for hours now. Yeah. I know. It happens It sounds familiar. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. It it happens relatively frequently. But it's only because I've played a bunch of AC games that I know that's happened. Yeah, that There's... was really, I think that, that was the major problem I had with AC three was it just took so long to get going. So it looks like now that I've got the ship, I can basically just go like that's that about it. That sounds alright. Uh, three hours I'm not so bad with then. Um, so it treads this bizarre line between being super realistic and just completely batshit insane. Like there's sections of it where you... Like it... it the, the setting is very well realised. Like it looks like it should look. Sure. But then there are side missions where you've got to catch... This is the strangest sentence. You've got to go catch sea shanties. Are they, are they floating bits of paper? They're golden music notes huh. that you have okay. to catch. Like, you know the courier missions and stuff where you'd have yeah. to chase down the courier and tackle them? It's basically that oh, with... It's the... 
All Almanac missions from 3. Yeah, so in 3 you had to get uh, pages from Ben Franklin's Almanac. Yeah. There was just kind of like floating bits of paper on rooftops that you would have to chase down and get. So would they fly away and you'd have to yeah. chase them? Yeah, yeah. it's exactly so it's the same, same thing. Same concept then. So yeah, uh, um, now it's sea shanties and... Sea shanties? Okay. Yeah, and your crew, you have to unlock the sea shanties by collecting them and your crew will sing them on the ship. Oh, that's fantastic. It's, it's pretty oh, cool. great. I've got yeah. to say, it's pretty good. Um, the the naval stuff is. I mean, I don't know how much of three you played. I played about fifteen hours of it. So the ship stuff is pretty got awesome. Oh yeah, the naval combat in three was the best thing about it. Yeah. So like the first proper boat mission you get is you're basically stealing a boat and you've got to escape from the navy and escape through this storm and. Just get a range of them, basically. Sure. Um, and it's it's really exciting. Like you're you're there's there's ships on either side of you trying to take you out. You've got to fire them while navigating water spouts that will rip your ship ship apart. And also yeah. these big massive waves that will try and come across you that you've got to angle on correctly. And the winds fighting your ship to go right, and you're trying to angle it left. Like it's really quite exciting. Cool. It was it was it was it was pretty good. Um. <laughs> so, AC4 has possibly the, my favourite mission objective of any game possibly ever. Oh, cool. So, after you get the, after you get your ship um, and you get your crew for the first time, yeah. Uh, the next story mission is like, oh, well, we've got the ship and we've got the crew, but the crew are like, we don't have a lot of supplies in this ship that we've stolen. There's not a lot here. You right. need to go get food or something like that. It's like, right, cool. Let's go hunting. So, you, 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 you pilot the ship to this desert island style thing and you get off the ship to go hunting and it says like here are the animals you need to hunt to bring food back for the crew and you know how like in most of the AC games like you've got this concept of synchronization where yeah. you get these optional objectives that you complete them you get 100% sync so yeah. for the hunting mission in order to get 100% sync there were two optional objectives so the, main, the two main objectives were kill two iguanas and kill two ocelots okay. to get food Sure. The optional objectives were, and I quote, shoot an iguana with the gun. Okay. And air assassinate an ocelot. Yes. <laughs> and air it was, assassinate an ocelot. Air assassinate an ocelot is Great. one of the best mission objectives I've ever seen. And it took some time for me to do it properly. Do it properly where, air assassinate an so ocelot. Like, Shooting an shooting we're iguana. Really small, that, I imagine it would take some time. They're, no, they're like they're they're bigger cats. Like they're oh ocelots, as in the oh, right, sure. Yeah, yeah, as in the big cats. Yeah. So shooting an iguana with a gun was one thing because they're kind of reasonably small and move pretty quick and seem to be able to sense when you've got a gun here, a gun crosshair over them, <laughs> sure. they just run off. But um, air assassinating an ocelot involved me sitting at the top of the synchronization point on the island and just waiting for one to pass under me, locking onto it and just doing the like whole slow motion jump onto it amazing i just air assassin this it was great it was really really good um but yeah no it looks like it's gonna be it it looks fun so far um the story is insane at every possible level um sounds about right for an ac game the real the 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 history story is like this pirate this really kind of not very good pirate finds an assassin steals his clothes realizes the assassin was trying to make a very important deal mm-hmm. 
by defecting from the assassins and he basically pretends to be this guy yeah very... I, I heard i heard something about you just kill the assassin and then that's you don't kill him assassin. like the, the assassin appears and on your so basically the ship you're on <coughs> start as a pirate gets invaded by assassins and right. for some reason it's not quite clear yet and then the ship basically hits a storm and gets cast adrift and you wash up on a beach on this island next to this assassin who's mortally wounded and oh okay sure eventually dies or you have to fight him I can't quite remember and then you, you put on his costume and find the thing and he has a letter saying sure you've been an assassin you're pretending to be an assassin yeah and so the thing I like about it so far is that you're very much like this pirate pretending to be an assassin but so is everything with, quite uh, vulgar and yeah but within minutes like Edward who's the guy you play as is completely in over his head oh like, yeah sure way like stupendously huge things are happening around him and he's just like uh, I don't know I, d- I just want to get the money and leave like it's yeah. it's it's really interesting actually I thought That's it was going to be cool. really contrived but it seems super fascinating to see what they do with it and then the real world story is just a whole other level of batshit where after the initial introductory missions you wake up in the real world like kind of Matrix style and they this woman appears and says oh glad to see the animus works for you let me show you to your seat and you're walking through you're walking through the Abstergo entertainment building and there's pictures on the walls from like like you're walking down this corridor where there's people on either side like marvelling at the products that Abstergo entertainment has made and she points at this thing in the wall and says that was Liberation our first project that seemed to do really well pointing at a picture of the main character from Assassin's Creed oh, Liberation the, 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 the Vita yeah. game yeah Wow. Like, that was their first project, which went really well. And there's a guy who's... And they all break into French randomly, so I assume it's in Canada. Possibly Montreal. Probably, yeah. And, um... Hey, it's Ubisoft. I guess it's Montreal. Yeah, and then the head head developer is particularly French-Canadian. Is it Yves Guillermo? No, it's... I was half half expecting him to just appear around the corner. That'd be great. But if no, the head of Observer was just Eve Guillermo. But there was a like, great... oh, we just used the Animus to make Rayman game. <laughs> that was it. Was that your Eve's Guillermo impression? Yeah. Right. I, um, I, this is completely judged off of E3 press conferences where all it does is just turn up and go, as Rayman, and then that's it. <laughs> so it was great that one of the characters you beat in the real world is basically ripped straight out of a Ubisoft press conference. Yes! Is it Mr. Where... No, 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 no. But the lead... I can't remember your team lead or the lead developer or whatever it is like this kind of guy with a big beard and looks very hipsterish he says to the woman who's taking you around like what projects he on and it says project 14 he was like ah the pirate and he just turns to the camera and goes yarr (laughs) and there's this like three seconds of awkward silence And then it kicks back in again. You're like, that's oh. exactly how I would describe a Ubisoft E3 press conference. Exactly. Asked me, would be like, something happens. It's really awkward, and then they just keep going. Yeah, that's that's well, exactly. The last, what the last two years haven't been too bad since no. they've been using Aisha Tyler. It's been not awful. They've been but, all right, but that bit specifically, I was just like, this is yeah. totally ripped. Whoa, out. E3. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whoa, Ubisoft. Um, and then they they put you to a seat, and you're like, yeah, you've got to go do research for their next title on this guy and there's implications that they're still investigating the memories or gene- the genetic the whatever thing 
the memories using of your, using your genetic information to get the memories of your ancestors thing yeah, yeah but they're still using the genetic information of Desmond like they still explicitly mention him a couple of times oh okay um, sure so yeah it's just it's weird in two completely separate but equally crazy ways um, that's interesting I guess but yeah I, I want to play more um, yeah I'm, sure I'm totally in I'm totally you didn't have to you didn't it. have to play 3 so you didn't get completely burned out on it no so. I mean that's the thing I, like, I skipped last I, I played Brotherhood and didn't play Revelations so this is the first Assassin's Creed I've come to for a while and it seems pretty good it's a stunning looking game like it looks gorgeous I imagine the PC version is going to look like this if not better um, I hear the PC, PC version is not running particularly good right now I wouldn't know <laughs> I I I don't know. I'll buy it when it gets cheaper, but I'll tell you then. <laughs> sure. Um, I've I've heard it's not particularly well optimized, but I, that's probably. hearsay at this point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was kind of all I played because that's all that's available right now. But I, I was thinking about it, and considering it's a launch where I basically have four, five possibly games to play interchangeably, like that's yeah. not bad for a launch. Like, I'm basically flicking between Assassin's Creed, Marvel, Warframe, and... That seems like a normal launch for a console. Yeah, and considering... Like, you, you, this is this is the problem I had with anybody buying a console at launch ever, is that it's never a good idea, because the, the, the stuff's never going to be there. And it only got made better when all the Ubisoft stuff got cancelled. I knew it was going to be... I thought, like, oh, maybe this will be the year when... It's not awful because you'll have like Watch Dogs as like a premier must-have system seller, and then things like Assassin's Creed and all the free stuff to kind of back it up. So it may yeah. not be a bad launch. And then it all got cancelled. I was like, well, then it's just a launch of another console again, where the console software is kind of weak to begin yeah, with. Completely, but it's I not- think the thing that's different this time around is the is all the digital stuff, where basically, like, if you got a PS3 at launch, you basically bought. I can't even remember what was on PS3 at launch. But you basically bought maybe one or two games, and that was you. Like, you had to yeah. do those two games until three, four months down the line. Until when whenever games. the next first-party game got released. Basically. Yeah. But now, like, so I, I physically bought Assassin's Creed and Marvel, and then I plugged my system in and also got um, Warframe for free, Sound Shapes, Flower, and DC Universe Online, if I wanted to go into that, and Resogun. Like, sure. just sitting there, yeah. ready to go. So, having potentially five, six games at launch is not bad for the launch of a system. Yeah, it's not awful, but you're still not getting that real system seller, that real, oh, like, the, the, yeah, knock, there's, knock it out of the park bit of software. There is no killer app for the PlayStation yeah. right now. Um, the first-party stuff has been not the best reviewed so far. Um, Killzone seems very mediocre. Yep. Knack seems slightly less than mediocre. Yep. Yeah, it's it's yeah. So February or March is when it starts getting games start appearing again. There may be digital stuff in between. I think possibly Octodad is before the end of the year. That'll be interesting. Which I'm looking forward to because that just seems completely insane. Yeah, the first Octodad was pretty mental. Yeah, and then there's stuff like Sports Friends in January, which I'm quite looking forward to. Oh and yeah, shit. Yeah, that's January. Apparently, you need to buy more moves. Well, I've only got. Two. two and i'm you can't need to play joust with I, four people though but in order to be in order to do that we need to buy the camera as well yeah but you, you don't understand june we we need to play joust i don't have enough room to play joust we i don't care we need to find a place to play joust and then we need to play joust 
Yeah. Like, oh, we also need to play, um, what's it called? Barry Barry Ball or whatever the fuck it's called. Yes, Barry Barry Ball we, looks like it should we be. We need to play that as well, but we need to play Joust with four people or more. Yeah. Like, I, it, it just has to be done. Like, it yes. looks like too good to not do. <laughs> I agree. It's That's going to be interesting. But the fact that Infamous is the first big game, really, or the next big yeah, game. Yeah, Infamous and Watch Dogs and all that stuff. And oh, I don't even know when Watch Dogs is coming out anymore, shit. So Infamous is March 21st, I think. Okay. Which is a while to wait for a big game. You've got PS4 owners, you've got a long wait ahead of you. Yeah, basically. So it's really down to digital for them to keep that, that thing alive. Um, right. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in the system that I haven't done yet. Um, haven't done any of the streaming stuff. I'm planning to do that later on this week. Just to test it, see what happens, see how it works. Sure. Uh, so some of the share functionality was quite good. It seems to do what it's advertised. Um, it 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 seems. So my the impression I had was that it was permanently recording fifteen minutes of gameplay, and then you hit share, and then you can edit it. But for some reason, it wasn't quite doing it in Marvel until I kicked it a couple of times, and then it kicked in. Sure. But um, once I got it kicked in, like it was working as you would expect it to work. Uh-huh. Um, what else was there? The only real annoying thing that seems particularly buggy, right? Or not buggy, just annoying right now, is that a bunch of the. So I thought it was only third-party stuff. Apparently, it's happening in NAC as well, where Player Two is not getting trophies. Even if they're oh, logged like in, you said it would. yeah, yeah. Even if they're logged in with a legitimate PSN account, they are just not playing, not getting trophies, mm. which is annoying a little bit. But according to Twitter, the Lego Marvel guys say we're looking at patching it. So okay, sure. I don't know, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Like I've got one. It's we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, cool. I'm excited to see what happens. I hope it turns out well. Me I too. hope that there is eventually a point at which it makes it viable for me to buy something, whether yeah. that's an Xbox or a, yeah. um, a PS4 no, or whatever. No hardware issues so far. There's no problem setting up. It doesn't well, seem to be... Doesn't is seem it weird? To, Sorry. It doesn't seem to be getting too warm or hot. Like, there's definitely hot air coming at the back of it. Seems fine. Okay, good. And I was you're, not, you're not getting any pulses or... No, no, no. No oh, blue sorry. pulses. Um, it locked up once... I think you can let it have one. Um, yeah, I think it's like it locked up once and the UI got super sluggish while it was trying to do... I think it was trying to install AC off the desk or something like that and it got really sluggish, but mm-hmm. nothing yeah, in particular. I think you can get with that, yeah. yeah. Is, is, it weird, it, is it weird that I think that... Um... Oh, shit, my thought's gone. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's just a case of, like, the, the UI's there at a base level. It just needs tweaked. Like, lots of little things just need tweaked. Like... The update they got, the update that came out just before the European launch did one of the things where it basically says, like, anytime you... So that was the other thing that really confused me, is that I didn't get a lot of patches. Like, after watching... Right. After watching, uh, like, people live-streaming their, the US launch, yeah. like, every time they put a disc in, there seemed to be a patch for everything. And it would only download that patch after you put the disc in and started it for the first time. The only patch I had was for Assassin's Creed, and it was like 100 meg, and that was it, hmm. which is weird. But it's now doing the thing where it says, like, whenever you put a disc in and it starts downloading a patch, it'll say, this is a patch. Well, not in those words, but it says, like, update data or whatever it is. So it explicitly yeah. says, like, we're downloading an update for this game. Don't worry. It's all cool. 
Um, okay. Haven't worked out the cloud storage thing yet. Um, I don't know where my save games are. I haven't even dug into that yet. Um, I'll need to have a look and see how that works. But I've just been... So that's the other thing that's really thrown me off about the, this gen is the lack of explicit save commands. So you don't... Like in Assassin's Creed, at no point have I ever gone save game. All oh, right, sure. Like it continually checkpoints and it has like the little saving the, icon. The AC games have always been kind of bad for that though. Yeah, but it's not... Like I'm hesitant to quit... Does it make you nervous? Yeah, I'm hesitant to quit out the game. Yeah. Um... And like switching back to the PlayStation menu and stuff like that is really easy, and you drop you drop straight back into the game where you left off. But I'm always slightly hesitant when you try to start a new game, and it says like, because there's a moment where we were playing something, and then we jumped into Netflix for a bit, and then we booted up a different game, and it came up and said, "By the way, I'm gonna have to shut Assassin's Creed now." I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like that's still running. Yeah. Like it was. I shut that four hours ago. I thought, but. Unless you explicitly close the application, like it just sits there ready to go again, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it's it all seems like the baseline's there. They just need to make these improvements. Cool. I would really like a download queue system. Yeah. Because uh, in my terrible internet, uh, when you go to the store and just say, right, I want I want Warframe and I want Resogun and I want Flower. And I put in Assassin's Creed to install it, and there's a patch. Like, it just downloads them all at the same time. Ah, right. Okay. And, no nothing, and it just doesn't, yeah, just, like, nothing progresses. Like, everything's, ah, like, two hours. Bad. And you can't manually pause it. All you can do is manually delete it, and mm. then re-download it later. That's but I think that, that, again, that's only really going to be an issue first time. But a queue thing would be quite useful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Hey, yeah, that's about it. That is your PS4. That is the PS4 experience. It's been fine so far. No problems. That's good. Looking forward to playing more Assassin's Creed. Is it weird to me that uh, the most appealing thing about the Xbox One mm-hmm. so far that I've seen is uh, all the stupid shit you can do in Zoo Tycoon? <laughs> so Zoo, Ty- Zoo Tycoon appears to be a game that I would really enjoy playing if I had an Xbox One right now. I think that that would be the thing I would be doing. Yeah. I would, like, like, I would have that, and I would have Dead Rising 3, and then I don't think I would have anything else. No, that that would probably be the game. I think I those think two would do me. Because yep. Dead Rising 3 is like a, like a game, and then Zoo Tycoon is the kind of thing that you put on for like an hour and a half, really late at night, because you just want to do a stupid dumb shit, like summon uh, buggies and oh, totally. spray like, bears with hoses and shit. So I would like heartily recommend anyone listening to this to go watch the the giant bomb xbox one launch event yeah the, the final part i think it's part four part, when they part start, four with the zoo tycoon stuff when they start playing zoo tycoon like i was just in in tears yeah, watching them play that dying watch that and I, I it's the sort of thing that i think it would be really fun to do oh, yeah totally. so i we don't have anything to say about the xbox one neither of us have got it so neither has played it i don't it. know anyone with one yep um, i have i have literally no comment i'm I, like, if cool shit comes out for it, I might buy one. If it doesn't, then I might get a PS4. I don't know at this point, but yeah, who knows? So the bit, the big thing that surprised me was, apart from the fact that apparently in the UK, the TV stuff just plain isn't working. Yeah, it's just crap and doesn't work. Yep. Um, when, I, when it finally got revealed how the Xbox was talking to cable boxes, was the I big... I didn't rev- see this. What is the, what's so the this, deal? So this is the big revelation about how this stuff works. 
because when they like when they first came out and said like yeah we're going to plug into your cable box and everyone went yeah that's not going to work because not every every cable provider is going to let you just arbitrarily talk to their cable box to control it and all oh yeah stuff. of course yeah so all it is is basically a the xbox is basically this massive universal remote so you you plug your um there's a, the the xbox one i think is an ir out port and you plug yeah. it into the back of your cable box, which has an IR in port. And basically what happens, like, when you turn on the TV thing, and you say, Xbox, go to sci-fi, or whatever. Mm. The Xbox, because when you set it up, you say, this is where I am, this is what the provider I'm with, Here's the this is the package or something that I have. Yeah. So it knows the channel numbers for all the channels that you have. Sure. So you that say, go to thing. sci-fi... And all the Xbox does is hit the buttons on the remote for 291 <laughs> to change the channel, right? Oh, that's that's all it does. It doesn't do any magic talking to the, the box. It doesn't do any weird interfacing with it. It just basically sends remote control commands. Great. Fantastic. And so I, I discovered this during the week, or last week even, when people were starting to talk about how it was working. I was like, that's an ancient technology and is so dumb and yet yeah. so so smart at the same time because it basically eliminates all interoperability problems they could potentially have yeah if all you're doing is just saying i'm a remote control yeah you just don't yeah you remove all the problems that you would have yeah completely it's just like all it needs to do is and apparently xbox apparently microsoft have been maintaining like they have a tv database that you can query right now to know what's on like wow. in various okay, sure. areas so they just hook into that and say yeah, here's so a, here's a guide. Let's yeah, ESPN are showing this thing right now. Do you want to go to ESPN? Cool, three, four, seven, gone. Um, okay. So the disadvantage of that is that since it's all it's doing is hitting remote buttons, the your cable box interface is still exists under the Xbox interface, and the Xbox interface is kind of translucent, so. Under it, you can still see, like... Oh, can you see it changing channels? You can see it changing channels. Like, you see it... <laughs> so you see it, as soon as you go go to it, to go to sci-fi, like, the button, the, the number thing will appear in the top left, and you see it typing in 291 and going to it. So, I'm not making a judgment on whether that's a good or bad thing. I think it's a pretty smart solution to that problem. But it's also really limiting into what they can do. Because if all they can do is emulate what your remote control can do, and even then, apparently not very well, then jeez, okay. I don't know. I, I I don't quite know what you're getting from mm-hmm. the Xbox One, and all this really weird stuff. Like I've been hearing reports about people who have, like the Xbox will turn on your TV, but the only way it knows how to turn on your TV and your cable box is by pressing the on button on your remote, so that if you switch. If you, oh, switch, so if you your... switch the cable box on, the Xbox knows it's on and then turns itself on. No, no, no. It's the opposite. If you turn your cable, if you turn your cable box and your TV on and then turn your Xbox on, it'll turn both of them off. Oh shit! All because right, it okay. just presses so your Xbox the on. Takes precedence. No, oh, it just sure. it just presses the on button again. Like it has no way of knowing that these <laughs> things are on. So it'll just press on again and we'll turn That's your TV good. off. All right. So it's just these, it's just these weird use case things of like yeah. If you do it in this really weird order. So apparently the way it works, and again, this is I should clarify this is all opinion and hearsay and yeah, sure. list from what people are saying. If the Xbox is the only thing in your your A V system, 
if you have a TV, an Xbox, a cable box, and a receiver, if that's it, you're probably okay. Mm-hmm. As soon as you throw like a Roku box or a stream, any streaming server in like that, the sure. whole thing becomes infinitely more complicated and it just doesn't work at all. So, yeah, it's it's weird how the TV stuff has been pushed quite heavily and then kind of has disappeared into the ether and just kind of works most of the time. Yeah. Um, it's been interesting to watch, anyway. Jeez, um, alright. But then the games and stuff for the Xbox have been pretty mixed as well. Yeah, um, the same as the PS4s. It's kind yeah, of, it's, kind they're of. They're all okay, they're not great. Dead Rising anything. seems fine, if you like Dead Rising games. Sure. Uh, what else was there? What else was there at launch? Um, Zoo Tycoon. Zoo Tycoon appears to be the breakout hit, which is <laughs> a bizarre thing to say for the launch of an Xbox yeah. console. Uh, Rise... Rise appears to be... Kind of bad. Well, it's kind of split in opinion. Some people really like it and some people really don't. I think it looks like trash. It, I yeah, think it looks really bad. I don't think it looks particularly exciting. But yeah. Well, I mean, visually it looks good, but gameplay-wise, I don't think there's much there. Um, I can't and, remember Yeah, else. and then there's like Killer Instinct, which is free and doing weird things. Forza, which is Forza. Yep. There appears to be a lot of micro microtransactions in a yeah. lot of first-party Microsoft games. Like, Forza appears to be particularly bad for it. Um, with just, like... Know. Yeah, the, the coins thing in Forza was really weird. Yeah, but just, like, they, expo- they, they surface it a lot. Like, at the introduction to most of the races, you can go, yeah, press Y to level up your character quickly. And you're just yeah. like, leveling up doesn't seem to do anything. Why would you pay money to do this? And... Yeah, I don't know. Um, t- well, before we end up getting into more news, what have you been up to as a, uh, so I've done, as a human being? I've done three video game related things, none of which are new generation. Sure. I'm old school like that. Uh, so one of the things I did was I finished my run through, my first run through of XCOM anyway within. Sure. So I finished that, which was on a slightly lower difficulty than I would have liked, but I just wanted to see the new content. I was basically using that as a how am I going to plan out my build sure. kind of strategy thing. You're planning uh, your, your classic Iron Man run. Yeah, I'm planning yeah. what I'm going to do in that when I eventually get around to doing that. Uh, and I recorded some of that, which will go up pretty soon, I think. Probably, yeah, later on this week. It'll probably go up soon. Um, I recorded some of that. That game's really, really good. Again, yeah. I think that people who like XCOM should buy it because then you'll get to play more XCOM. It, seem, it seems to if solve... You ju- if you want to jump into XCOM right now, then sure, go for it because all it does is just add more stuff. It's not... It seems to solve a bunch of, like, not just add new stuff, it seems to solve a bunch of little niggly things from the original XCOM. Yeah. Like the height stuff and... The height stuff, and it looks slightly better, I think. I'm not yeah. sure, but it looks to me slightly better. It looked pretty good from the video that I saw that you recorded. It looks yeah. pretty good. So I did that. That was, that was a good fun. I enjoyed running through XCOM again just because it was... I enjoyed running through XCOM again. That yep. game's still really amazing. I'm yep. still quite happy with that game. Uh, the other thing I did, um, so Steam, as Steam is wont to do, as Lord Gabe Newell is wont to do, decided that it was a good idea to have a sale <laughs> yeah. um, to celebrate, I don't know, the end of autumn or something. So I like how there's a Steam autumn sale and then the Steam holiday sale. Like within yeah, weeks of each other, will happen later. The Christmas sale will happen later, and that'll be longer, and there'll be stuff in that. But they're also having a sale for the end of autumn or yes. something like that. And I, on a whim, uh, repurchased uh, Skyrim. Oh God! Okay, uh, for the PC. 
I, right. I purchased the legendary edition for all the DLC and all that sort of stuff. But I did it for one for basically one reason and one reason only. I wanted to see what that game's like with mods. Right. Okay. On a you, PC. You, you had the PS3 version. I had the PS3 version, and it's it's a good game. I really enjoyed playing it and stuff like that. But I hear that the modding community on the PC is insane and really cool. Mm-hmm. And holy fuck, that game gets really incredible when you start using some mods. Really? Like it took me about five mods, and the game's instantly like ten million times better. Okay. Like the so the main mod the main mods that I need to think of is um, it's a PC UI mod. It's called Sky Mod. It basically makes it so that the UI goes like Oblivion did and like Morrowind did, mm. where it's all like um, sortable lists and it's all listed out in front instead of being the crappy kind of console uh, controller based thing. So there was one. All- I remember. I remember there was one of them for Oblivion as well, which yeah. um, helped the UI a great deal. So yeah, it massively helped the UI on PCs and become makes it more playable with a mouse and keyboard, basically. Like, um, sure. and. A whole bunch of little graphical things that make it so that like things like rocks and plants don't look like complete shit. Instead of instead of being like two uh, like um, polygons and a cross that makes it look like a flower or a rock and stuff like it actually smooths it out and makes it look like a flower. Does it make the human beings look like human beings? The human beings always kind of look like human beings, almost. Eh. The giant cat lady certainly look like giant cats. Sure. Uh, you could Sorry, get mods, you, you, could, you, you know I have multiple really, problems with Skyrim. If you really wanted to, and you could get the clean faces mod because I know <laughs> that's what you're all about. It's not the clean faces mod. That's not that's not one of the many problems I have with Skyrim. But okay. Anyway, uh, that's a rant so that, for another day. So the the rocks and the flowers and the trees and all that stuff, stuff look extra nice now with thanks to mods. Mm. Uh, they a whole bunch of mods that fixed kind of little gameplay problems, like the the. You you pick up when you kill dragons, you pick up their bones and their scales, and you want them around because they're good for armor crafting, but they weigh a fucking ton. Mm-hmm. So there's a mod that fixes the weight of them to make them more carryable. Right. So there's like little gameplay tweaks that just kind of make it okay. We're gonna fix this game so that you can play it better. Okay, it was it was awful nice of um, Bethesda to leave you all really, those modding hooks in for the people to actually fix the game and make it to, work. You need you need to calm down and stop being so butt hurt that you don't like good games. Um, it's such a bad game. It's a it's terrible not, we're not game. Into the, we're not getting into this. Skyrim um, is an awful, awful game. It's not. But, Sorry, um, I'll shut up now. So there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of little mods like that. But the main, the main thing that did it for me um, was it made, the larger breasts mod. No, it was. Was not. it the large package mod? No, it was not. Was um, it the nude female mod? No, it was not. Was it the ponies mod? Shut up and let me talk about was it, what I actually. Was it the hot men on men action mod? No, that doesn't exist. Yeah, okay. It maybe doesn't exist, I don't actually know. But, <laughs> you, keep t- um, you keep telling yourself that. So, the thing that did it for me, uh, I am a large proponent of sound design in games and the kind of power that music and sound and stuff can have in terms of atmosphere and like setting mood and tone and all that sort of stuff. I think it's one of the most important parts of the video game. I would and agree. I downloaded... Hmm? I would agree. Yeah, and I downloaded. There's a uh, a set of four mods mm-hmm. um, for Skyrim called Sounds of Skyrim, mm-hmm. which are mod packs that add a kind of ambient noise to different environments. So there's one for like caves. It's like caves, dungeons, the wild, and cities, or like towns and stuff like that. They add about two hundred new ambient noises each. Okay. That, that are 
incredibly immersive. Like, you, I've got no idea how to describe how immersive they are. It's like, so in the normal game of, like, um, Skyrim, you would be in a dungeon and it would be, like, your standard kind of, like, wind and, like, rock movements and stuff like that. But this thing adds, like, uh, the sound of, like, the sound of, like, um, like haunting, like, ghosts and stuff like that, like, whispering voices right. and, like, little creaks and like shuffling machineries and all that sort of stuff that just makes you kind of it puts you a little bit more on edge when you're in dungeons because you keep hearing really weird noises everywhere it's it's really it's really super awesome what they that the, the just adding more sounds could do to that game right so they're like it, it helps you in dungeons and then when you're out in the wilderness it gives you it gives you a sense of more freedom because you hear they've added like more animal noises and stuff like that so you feel like you're more wilds and like more noises of like wind rushing through trees and like flowers moving and all that sort of stuff so it helps you feel like you're in a more wide open space and the cities the cities sound more bustling and like there's they're like movements of like houses creaking and all that so the 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 mod's super awesome like the ambient noise thing is incredible i can't believe how much i enjoyed that game now that i put those mods in huh okay Um, that doesn't that doesn't seem like that doesn't seem like the type of mod that people would instantly go to to improve their Skyrim experience. Exactly, but I think it's the most important mod you can do. Next to the like the UI fix mod, it's the most important mod you can download if you're going to play Skyrim on a PC, I think. Sure. Because it makes... It, it, in a game that's essentially all about losing yourself in a world, all that mod helps you to do is lose yourself further. All it does is brings you further into it and makes you feel like you're more doing st- doing the things that you should be doing in the video game. It's incredible. It's absolutely amazing. Sure. It's called, it's called Sounds of Skyrim. There's four packs. Go download them all before you play it. You'll thank me later. Fair it's enough. very much well worth it. Um, so I'm enjoying playing through that again. With so, the new... but more importantly, how is the Naked Cat Lady mod? You is need that... to shut up. I didn't download any of the crappy, shitty, like, clean faces, uh... big breast mods and all that sort of stuff. My favourite so... is, my favorite is the, um, the flying Macho Man Randy Savage mod. Yeah, that's that was fantastic. one of my favorite mods. I think turns all the dragons into flying Macho Man Randy Savage. It's pretty good. <sighs> it's it's fucking genius. Yeah, some of them are fantastic. Some of the like dumb mods are pretty good, but yeah. So there are there are serious mods that you can go download to make it really sure. good. So come back to me. Come back to me. If there's a mod that makes it a good game, and then I'll make play it. It's just called buying Skyrim. That just makes oh, it good. Oh, okay, sure. Um, is that, is that one cost you money? Is that it cost me like a tenner? Oh, uh, sure. But that's not the one made by Bethesda, though, right? That is the one made by Bethesda, yeah. Oh, is it? You just go and buy Skyrim and it's a good game. But Bethesda don't make good games, so how do they... I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> right. The third <laughs> Only half of it is because I don't like Skyrim, and the other half is because it makes you so bad. That's... <laughs> anyway. Yes, sorry, continue. The third thing that I did, which isn't exactly related to video games, but it's pr- it's like video games, but in real life. Okay. I played Laser Tag at the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Where does we, there... all decided, we all decided to go out and play laser tag because we felt like it. So this will mean nothing for anyone outside of Scotland, but where did you go play laser tag? Uh, Clydebank. They have a like an official laser you tag know the, You know the go-karting place in Clydebank? Oh, yes, Scott they Park. have. They, yes, they've got they... a laser tag arena attached Sure. Okay, sure. So we went there and played laser tag, and that's really fun. And so... it's also, so, it's like real, almost hard exercise. Because you're running for like an hour with two oh, yeah. five minute breaks in between. So have you ever have you ever done laser tag before? I've done it once before. Right. Okay. So yeah, I mean, have you done paintballing before? No. Right. Well, well it, I kind of, I've kind of done paintballing. I've shot paintballs before and had paintballs shot at me before. 
But it wasn't like a proper film. It wasn't like real paintball. But no. yeah, you don't quite realise how intensive it is until you're sprinting around you're, some you're, kind of arena. You are crouching and running for a, almost a solid hour. Yes. And it's really hard on like your legs and your oh, breathing yeah. and all that. Yeah, it fucking hurts. Yeah, you you go in proper military positions of like holding guns up and checking corners and all that sort of stuff. Sure, it's oh god, it was really fun and like the the place. So the place we did it at uh, did two, did two really cool things, which was they piped dry ice into the arena as you were. Oh, playing. nice! The place got all foggy and you could see the lasers. And shit. Oh, it's super awesome! And um, the, the and they've piped the music in as well. Oh, cool. Uh, so they, they were piping music in that was just like generic kind of dance music. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, sure. And then the Doctor Who theme started playing. What? And I was like, yeah, all right, I can get into this. And then the theme from Halo started playing. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is my jam. I can do this. And like, I could see, like, there was a spike in my score at that point of like, right. yeah, I can get into this. I'm like, Master Chief is it. And then it completely, I almost lost it at this point after the the Halo theme they played the theme from Jurassic Park nice I almost died when that <laughs> happened because I was like what the hell has Jurassic Park got to do with laser tag but that, it was it was so awesome that's the kind of music you want to play laser yeah. tag to and it was it was really fun seeing this kind of group of people there was like me and two other people who you would say are like we play we like play video games or have an understanding of like how how to fire a gun and like move around all stealthy like sure all that sort of stuff but it was really interesting seeing this group of people who don't do that how very quickly they adapt to military style tactics oh yeah like yeah, yeah. game one there was a lot of like free for all run around shoot everyone you see oh my god people hiding in corners and all that sort of shit and but then game two one of the teams realized that if you just held the high ground you would win yeah. So they charged the tower in the middle and held that thing like a fucking fortress the entire game. And, like, dominated the entire thing. And then, like, game three, they had, like, uh, the group the group that held the high ground went and tried to do that again, but then the other group just ran as a five and just swarmed it constantly. Sure. So they were like, okay, we realise we can break them if we just constantly throw... It was the weirdest thing to see in the world that people were really quickly adapting to military tactics. You're like, it's just the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. People were taking it super seriously. Sure. Oh, it was really hilarious. Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing laser tag. My, my favourite laser tag story was when I went when I was like 15 or 16 mm-hmm. with a bunch of my friends and the arena we were playing in had a bunch of mirrors instead of yeah, walls at some well, point. Yeah. And uh, one of my mates turned a corner, saw somebody and went, ah, and shot him, and it reflects off and shoots yourself. I love that you can shoot yourself in that he game. He shot himself with the mirror? Yes. All right, and nice. the other one was, um, didn't realise it was a mirror, and he turned a corner and just ran full force directly into it. <laughs> um, it like directly in front of me, and I just fucking hit the deck. Like That's it was, great. it was great. That's so funny. The one I did before this one had, uh, they, they hung CDs from the roof. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could fire and it would refract at a weird angle because the sure. CD was moving. Sure, that was really fun. I quite enjoyed doing that one. Sure, but this one had like a weird thing of like on the high ground tower, there was a there were boxes on either side mm-hmm. that would start blinking every minute and a half, and if you fired them when they were blinking, it would just basically send out a giant pulse of lasers on top of the high ground. So basically, anyone on the high ground, if you shot in a minute and a half, would all be dead instantly. Huh. So I think it was. It must have been a deliberate thing to like. We do, we want to make sure people don't camp on this high ground, so we'll put sure. in these 
measures. It didn't stop people doing it. Of course. But it, was, it was pretty fun to just kind of, like, when people realised that this was a thing you could do or getting into good positions to fire. It was yeah, it was fascinating watching people play this game. It was great. I really enjoyed it. We're going to do good. it again at some point, apparently. Good. I'm glad. You know, I, I, I do miss Laser Tag. I haven't done it in a long, long time. Yeah. So... That's all the video game related things. That's all the video game stuff. Yep. Um, so we've probably covered some of the news that happened. Um, yes. So I, mean, I hear what, that new consoles got released. So there were new consoles, um, and since there were new consoles, there was a bunch of new console related news that came out. Of course. Um, so the big ones were... Um, uh, I mean, when we recorded our last podcast, there was a bunch of stuff coming out for the PS4 launch, like it w- some of the stuff it won't do at launch and all that kind of stuff. And then yeah. in the lead up to launch, la- the Xbox One launch last week, or the week before, there was a bunch more stuff, but Xbox appeared to push it closer and closer to the wire. And then eventually on the... So that was November 19th, which was the day before launch, pretty I much. That's right, maybe? Yeah. Maybe the 21st was launch, I can't remember. No, it was the 20th was launch. Okay, sure. So the day before launch, they announced the Xbox One wouldn't let you live stream gameplay at launch. Okay. Which was the big thing that kind of shocked yeah. a lot of people, where sure. they were touting their, their Twitch integration and all that kind of stuff. So they have a Twitch app, and you can watch Twitch streams. You can't just live stream on Twitch. You just can't live stream. Okay. Which was weird. I'm um, sure people are really bummed about that. Yeah, I think it. I think it was. It was weird. Uh, the fact. So the advantage it of Xbox stop people like live streaming based on external capture software. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like I mean, if you start so Xbox One doesn't have uh, whatever the DRM and HDMI is, which name escapes me right now. Yeah, I can't. But remember um, yeah, so you can totally hook up to your normal capture kit and it works. So people yep. were still live streaming, but the fact you can't live stream from inside the console was a bit of a was the issue. A, yeah, bit of a weird one. Um, but the video clips you can record with the Xbox One you can get a raw file out of it and upload it to YouTube. Like, you just upload it to SkyDrive or whatever it is. Oh, okay, sure. Recording, so you can put it on YouTube or something you want, which is something PS4 doesn't do. Like, you can basically dump it on Facebook, and that's about it. Mm, sure. So, it's... Yeah, there were bits bits of both. Um, and also, the article that was on this also revealed the achievements for the Twitch app, which is just... Which is just such a weird thing that appears to be at every level of Xbox One. Like, there's Netflix achievements and all this kind of stuff. Like, watch 10 hours of live video. Watch 100 hours of live video. Uh, Watch one hour of live video on Twitch channels that have less than 10 viewers and you get hipster achievement. Wow. (laughs) Um, It's just stuff like that. It It was bizarre. Um, so then the Xbox see, came. I'd love to see. I'd love to see the the real hardcores who try and do that, but then all do it at the same time and end up with no Twitch channels that have got like greater lower than ten viewers. Yeah, I can imagine at launch that was a really difficult achievement to get because there was yeah. about four Twitch channels and yeah. Um. So yeah, and again, Xbox One launched, and there was a bunch of problems with the launch. Um. They appear to. They appear to have. Um weird issues between TVs not supporting 60 hertz at launch or hmm. TVs that don't support 60 hertz was causing weirdness or either not showing anything or showing weird images or all that kind of stuff and also there was a big issue or not a big issue a, a known issue with some um, faulty disk drives which were hmm, just sure. chewing up disks apparently like putting massive scratches and stuff on them yeah. 
which was not good. But that's probably not good. Yeah. yeah. And then Xbox Live went down for about. Yeah, that's kind of. I think PSN and Xbox Live going down are kind of expected at this point. <laughs> so I mean, at least uh, for sort of PSN parts of PSN went down for the Europe launch. Um, namely, the they took down the the what's new stuff and like here's all the stuff your friends are doing. That, yeah. They took that out for launch and it's still not back up. Like I checked before we start recording, it's still not back up yet. Hmm. Um, but you can still play. Like I still could play games of Warframe. I could still get patches and all this kind of stuff. Apparently, for this Xbox Live went down for most of the launch day, and yeah. so you just hmm. couldn't play anything online. That I'd, I'd say that's kind of expected. That's. I don't. I don't. I don't think you can get through a console launch without your online platform kind of shitting itself a little bit. But it's with the amount of talk Microsoft were doing on like how many cloud machines they have running their Xbox Live architecture oh, sure, now. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, it seems a little bit weird that that was the one that went down and PSN didn't. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Sure. Um, I th- I, again, the Xbox launch was un- probably under a lot more load at once than the, the PlayStation launch was because Xbox launched worldwide and PSN just launched North America and then Europe. So at least they got a chance to split the the load okay, slightly sure that's fair enough um so then there's a bunch of stuff about the the twitch streaming on ps4 which was really good and then really bad yeah this 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 got weird as it progressed i seem to remember yeah so there was a there was a something called the spartan show which i didn't <laughs> i'd never heard I saw, of i saw screenshots from that <laughs> so i i had never heard of this thing before um yeah. where is it a known thing I don't know. I've never heard of it before. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it appears to be a new thing, but basically, basically, people discovered that the Playroom app, the yeah. Playroom software that comes with the LPS4s for showing off some of the camera stuff, that um, is the the basically the only way you can get a full screen. You can stream out a full screen webcam. Of just your camera. Of just the camera. Yeah. Albeit with the little robot floating about. But, but it's that's fine. It's the closest thing you can get to a full screen camera stream. So there was a couple in Washington, I believe, that started streaming a show, like just like a talk show style thing yeah. called the Spartan Show, which ran for seven hours. And it started as this like with nobody watching it and then it hit NeoGAF and it hit Reddit and more and more people started appearing. And then fucking Adam Boys phoned in to the show. Yep. Um, and What's she, his position at Sony, technically? Head of third-party relations, I think. Okay. Is yeah, oh, yeah that, that sounds right, I think. So, yeah, so basically they, they got all this attention and it turned out to be this really, really cool thing that happened as a side effect. Yeah. And then almost instantly after that, there was the horrendously evil side of... of what happened where basically a couple or a bunch of people were streaming the streaming the playroom app full screen doing a bunch of drinks and then i think some uh, the the wife that was on camera passed out and the guy took upon himself to strip her naked live on cam yeah it just got it got super horrible super quickly and it was just being being live streamed out so i mean as bad as that was the thing that worried me more was that this was instantly going to hit like the Daily Mail crowd 
and it was going yeah. to be like ban this sick filth and and all this kind of stuff. It appeared they appear to have Sony and Twitch apparently have appeared to have kept their heads slightly, where Twitch have just said, right, you can't stream Playroom anymore for now. Yeah, sure. They took out their they took out their database, which yeah. I think was the the most sane thing they could have done to immediately quell an uprising. To just go, oh shit, we need to stop people from being creep like yeah. creepy and dumb and but I mean, yeah, this is a problem that's been around since people started having webcams on consoles. Like, yeah, of course. The, the Xbox Uno the Yeah, fiasco. I was going to say, the dick pics on Xbox Uno and uh, Burnout Paradise were famous. There was a Burnout Paradise one? Well, yeah, wasn't it like Burnout Paradise, every single time you want to race, it took a picture of, like, your camera, and it would just be, like, either a bunch of people just holding up the middle finger, or it would be people's dicks or asses. Oh, I didn't know I that. Seem, I seem to remember something like that. Okay. I may be wrong. But Fair enough. No, but yeah, stuff like that, it's always been about. But it it was it was the fact that um, it was the fact that it went super evil that quickly. Yeah, was, it kind of went really dumb. So really it, like, within the space of like 48, 72 hours, we saw the really good side and the really bad side of that. Yeah, um, that's not, I think that would be that would happen anytime you get. Yeah, away at least we've got at least we've got the initial one out the road. Yeah, and, and as horrible as it was, people can see this and then go, okay, we can now deal with this. So yeah, um, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, Twitch appears to have done the, the smart thing now. We'll see how it goes on in the future. Yeah. Uh, so the other news that I, I remember I sent you this um, last week before the launch. Where um, a screenshot leaked from the U- the European PS4 store for PSN, listing a bunch of EA games on the store oh, yeah, for ridiculous that. prices, it's like sixty two quid or something like so that. So basically, every EA game, every EA game available at launch on PSN was sixty two ninety nine. Yeah, um, that's a lot of money. <laughs> which is a lot of fucking money. Um, so. I checked on launch day and quite recently, and that they are sitting at a much more normal price of like forty nine. I think is what, what they're sitting at now. I mean, they were they were on launch day anyway. Okay, sure. Um, hmm. So yeah, I don't know where that came from. I it it came from Gaff. I know that much, but I don't know okay. what happened. It the fact. Forty nine ninety nine for a digital version of a game is still insane. I think considering it's, it's a lot, but it's I think it's, that it's slightly more reasonable. It should yeah, it's more reasonable than sixty two. It should be cheaper for me to da- download it digitally than buy it in a store. Oh, basically, yeah, like but that's ne- the flat out truth. Never gonna get that from EA. Like I never. EA are never gonna be reasonable. I th- we might they're they're gonna have to be. I think because well, it, yeah, I I think I'll get to the stage where um. They just they just won't have an option. Like whenever when when other competitors are doing things like PSN sales and dropping prices and all this kind of stuff, they're just gonna have to. Um, and I think once they realise that if they do the the Steam thing of doing regular sales and all that kind of stuff, when they start getting more money directly to them rather than it going through GameStop or Game or yeah. EB or whatever, they're gonna they're gonna realise and probably hopefully hopefully come to the realisation it's probably a good thing. But I, I I hope so, but I I'm yeah I really hope any, so. I put zero faith in EVE. I am I am totally fifty fifty either way. It could yeah. they could completely ignore it, and it was just it was just really funny when I saw the images and it was sixty two ninety nine. I was just like, I know, what the I fuck are you doing? Yeah, it was insane. 
So apparently there's still a bunch of problems with uh, Battlefield, like, across the board, but... Yeah, isn't the, Battlefield just kind of, like, fucked right now? It appears all... kind of broken, yeah. and last I heard there was a gun you could fire that would crash a server, like, that kind of stuff. Um, there was a patch for PS4 uh, a couple of days ago, I think, which supposedly wasn't solved there, a bunch of issues. Wasn't there a bunch of patches that came out on platforms that basically in the patch note said, we're going to patch the game so that it works now? I mean, yeah, the patch notes for these things are always good. Um, yeah. It's basically like, patch graphics to not make them look terrible. Like patch graphics and patch engine. One of, one, of the like... gr- one of the great coverall things I see in patch notes these days is um, patches for stability issues. Yes. Which basically means, one, like, yeah. it doesn't crash, or it, so the, it doesn't make, crash make as sure much. So that it won't crash on you anymore. Basically. Hopefully. So, yeah, that was that was a really good one. Um yeah, so I think that was that was all the stuff I had. I mean, there was a couple of other small things. Um, John Carmack officially left Ed. Yeah, that was kind of expected, though. Yeah, I, I mean that that was I kind that of was, saw that coming. That was going to happen. So he now full time works for Oculus Rift. Um, sorry, Oculus VR, which is the company that makes the Oculus VR Rift. To make the Oculus Rift. Um, ever since he got yeah, ever since he got batshit crazy for VR stuff and then started like duct taking his own together, I think it was on a one way track to working for some sort of company that does that. Completely. So, yeah, so he's now full-time with them. Yep. Um, there was the, the Ashes Cricket fiasco this week, or the tail end of last week. <sighs> which that was game. Which I think Ashes Cricket, if I remember correctly, it's the first game ever to be cancelled after it's been released. I, I probably wouldn't say that, because there's probably some that I, have it, been, but yeah, it's... It was a game. Yeah. It was a game it so pulled, terrible. It got pulled off of Steam for being awful, basically. Yeah. And then we, a bunch, they sent out five hundred five sent out a bunch of emails, to people saying, "Yeah, it's be a refund all your money if you want it and all that kind of stuff." So yeah, that was hilarious. Go watch some footage of that game. It's great. It's, there's yeah, some, it's hilariously broken. There's some fantastic gifts of it um, floating around at the minute. It's awesome. Um, and then the most important news of the of the week. Forget fucking next gen and all that bullshit um how the saints save christmas is confirmed for december 11th yeah i think that's gonna be great um, the, the description of that alone just made me go yeah I'm completely it's it's just it sounds awesome it sounds exactly like what i want it's so, like it's like an old school american um christmas special except saints rose in it and the the saints boss is like the grinch yeah, apart- well, no, it says well, uh, how the Saints Save Christmas DLC will see players trying to save Santa who's been trapped inside the simulation. That's basically all the details we have so far. Okay. But yeah, uh, there's a picture of the main, of the, the leader of the Saints, the boss, in a Santa costume next to Santa. And it's just, it's just fucking exactly what I want yeah, from Saints Yeah, it's the sort of thing that would be perfect for any sort of it's our central fan around about Christmas time. So it's part of the it's part of the season pass. So if you've got the season pass, you get it for free. It'll be probably it says six ninety nine dollars, so, yeah, so six pounds probably yeah, something like that. when it comes out. So that's December eleventh for that. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, I think we should now switch over to our our persona correspondent so, for the week's persona news. So fuck all these new consoles, you. <laughs> Let's talk about consoles that are out right now and games that are going to be out in, like, 2014 for them. Probably winter of 2014. Probably winter of 2014 because, motherfuckers, Persona 5 was announced. 
And everybody lost their shit because everybody wants a new Persona game or f- people who like Persona want a new Persona game like I am. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Persona 4. Um, and your, fav- your favorite game you've never played? My favorite game that I've technically never played. <laughs> I tell people I've played it because I basically have played it. Yeah. Twice. So, um, yeah, so Persona 5 got announced. Um, it, it's been hinted that Persona 5 has been in development since I think about 2011. Mm-hmm. That people keep saying, "Oh, we're we're gonna do a new persona. We're gonna do a new persona," and then they released Catherine, and everybody went, "All right, so they understand how PS3s work now, so they're gonna release Persona Five, right?" And then they didn't say anything. Little did everybody know they were exactly right, except they're gonna release it for the PS3 when the PS4's out and next year in winter. So basically, 2015, they're gonna announce they're gonna make the new Persona Five game for a console that's 11 years old at that point. Yeah. Basically, that appears well to be done, the Alice. thing. Well done, Atlas. So, yeah, so I watched. Are... So I watched the the teaser trailer for this. You are slave, want emancipation, which is just that. That's the tagline for that trailer. It's a red background with chairs and ball and chains on it, and it says that phrase. And then everybody went, "Okay, sure." But it's been it's been told that like there's it's still a high school setting. And it'll deal with different themes and all that sort of stuff. So it's basically like another Persona game. And I, I don't, I don't know if it's explicitly been said, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't link into Persona Four or Three so, in any yeah, way. I think the, I think the it's pre- supposed to be like a brand new. The prevailing universe. theory is that it's a new cast. Yeah. Um, because it, it's a numbered game. Yeah, a, a numbered game usually means new cast. But so Persona Five was announced. But at the same time, two other Persona games were announced. Three other Persona games were announced. Oh, two other Persona games were announced. Oh, sorry, at, two at other new time, ones. Three Persona games were announced, one of which was Persona 5. There were two new Persona games which were announced for mm. people that don't want to give up on Persona 2, F, 3 and 4, which are the ones that are the most popular. Sure. Also for current-gen systems. Not, not even thinking about new-gen. Atlas go, PS4, what the fuck's that? We only just learned what the PS3 is. And the other consoles. So... First thing that was announced was uh, Persona Q. Yes. Shadow of the Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, which is, from what I can gather, it's a Persona game. No, really? <laughs> yeah. So it's a Persona game that uses characters from Persona 3 and 4. Uh, all the, the usual characters from, like, for, like... The, the main protagonist, who I think they call... I think he's got a name, and I think it's Yu Narakumi. Right. Uh, but you can give him whatever name you want. Uh, and, like, Yosuke and all the people that you like from Persona 4. And it's basically another Persona game, but they're all chibi people. Yeah, so it's like this weird kind of weird art style where it's yeah, not it's quite a, a, chibi. A, a really, but... Yeah, a really clean comic kind of style and everybody's all cute and adorable mm. as opposed to what they were in Persona 4, which was just kind of slightly more human looking. Yeah. Um, and from what I can tell, it sounds like a... Persona game, like an actual JRPG. That it, it sounds like a dungeon crawler. Like a Persona game. So yeah, that was announced. But then the weirdest one that got announced, which is really weird when you're talking about Persona to say that the weirdest one. Before we do the weirdest one, can you yeah. just quickly run by what the name of the re-release of the fighting game is called? Do you have is it, it a, there? Is it a re-release? So yeah, it's basically Persona 4 Arena, but with an extra characters and... It's basically the equivalent of like Super Street Fighter Four. Are we sure? Is that, is that, is that been confirmed? Are we sure yes, that that's right? Pretty much, yeah. It's 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 Persona Four Arena with extra characters, and I think it's the name of the arcade release or something along those lines. But the it's name got of fin- the arcade. 
But I think it's I think it's it's a fantastic name for the product. Anyway, do you have it there, or I'll do we need to up. look up? Well, do you want to look up? Do you want to talk oh, about? The... Here we go. Yeah. Um. So it's Persona Four Arena, the Ultimax Ultra Suplex Hold. That's the one. Yes. Yeah. That's just a great name. Yes. I don't care a what. Name. I don't care what the game is. That's a great name. Uh, there was a subtitle for the first Persona game as well. The first Persona. Oh yeah, so it was, the first one was called Persona Four Arena: The Ultimate in Maniokai Arena. Okay. Which isn't quite as cool. No, because it doesn't have the word suplex. Yeah, it, it doesn't. But it's yeah. missing the word suplex. Yeah. But yeah, so they're they're releasing Persona Four for arcades. So, right back to this. So the yeah, weirdest sorry. thing that got announced uh, was this game called Persona Four Dancing All Night. Yes. Oh. Sorry, Persona Q is a 3DS game. I should have said that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a 3DS dungeon crawler, yes. It's a 3DS Persona game, which is cool because I've got a 3DS and I want to play Persona, so that's sure. fine. Persona 4, Dancing All Night. <laughs> now, you uh, yes. by the name Persona 4, Dancing All Night, could you take a guess as to what you think this game is? I get the strange feeling it might be a dancing game. You would be 100% correct. Yeah. It is a rhythm dancing game. Rhythm dancing game. Using music from Persona 4. Fuck. So I didn't know the music from Persona 4 was that widely regarded. The music from Persona 4 is fucking amazing. Okay. The soundtrack to Persona 4 is great. I've got a lot of it on my MP3 player and listen to it quite regularly. Fair it's enough. really, really good. But they've now done a dancing game for like dance remixes of all the songs. And the like, t- the the title is like Teddy's face as a disco ball, and <laughs> um, it's fucking nuts. So the thing I liked about that was the the fact that the trailer would just randomly insp- uh, insert English words that didn't make sense. Yeah, with a really like a really Japanese sounding voice. announcer speaking Japanese, it was just great. Like it's every a, part of that yeah, trailer was just great. The trailer was just the best, and it's for the PlayStation Vita of all things. Yeah, like I don't know why it's for the Vita, but it's for and the Vita. Is it, is it only for the Vita? Yeah, Jesus, it's only for the Vita. Oh, and so far, so it's weird. only coming out in Japan, which probably makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah, like that would sell. If, if that was to come over here for the Vita, it would sell a grand total of about four copies. It yeah. just makes no sense. Probably it would sell, yeah, a fair, a very little number of copies. It may sell a lot in Japan. Yeah, but so yeah, there's a dancing game based on Persona Four, which is what everybody wanted. So, none of these games none of these games are announced past Japan. Yeah. Like Q so five they say winter twenty eleven and haven't talked about EU or US. I swear to God if Wait, twenty eleven? Twenty fourteen, sorry. Yeah. Uh okay. I swear to God if Atlas pull another we're not releasing this in the EU thing again, I'm gonna freak out. So Perso- they, did that, they did that for Persona 4 Arena, and it made me really upset because I really wanted to play Persona 4 Arena. So Persona 4 did pretty well over here between yeah. Persona, Persona 4 and... well every single place it's been released. Yeah, so it would make sense it's that they would widely, release it's widely regarded one. as one of the best JRPGs you can play. Well, yeah, so it makes sense that they would at least release a numbered one over here. Yeah. Trying to convince them to do the dancing game? Maybe not. No, right, the dancing, I'm not expecting the dancing game to come out over here. That's very Japanese. The 3DS uh, game... The 3DS possible. game... You, I, um, you could make a case for because it it's Persona Four characters. So the, the, I'm pretty sure you could be convinced of it. The, the the thing that makes me upset is the fact that they might not do it based on their track record. Of, like, also, we've got we've got this game that we know will sell well because people are asking for it, but we're just not going to release it in the EU for no reason. So this is the point where it may either be a really good thing or a really bad thing that Atlas is now owned by Sega. Yeah, I hope it's a good thing. I hope that Sega buck up their ideas and say we'll just release it everywhere because because they want to make money off it yeah why wouldn't you release it everywhere yeah but yeah so persona got announced 
for current gen systems. Yeah, I mean... So basically what's going to happen is they're going to release a Persona game in 2015. 14. Uh, then, hang on, I need to check my numbers here. This is going to be... I'm going to do some math in my head. Oh god, okay. You said, so it's winter 2014. It said that explicitly, right? Yeah, winter really? 2014 for... Okay. It's basically 2015 for... Um, in Japan. No right. confirmation for America. Oh yeah, Europe. so so it'll hit Europe definitely 2015 yeah. probably. So, Persona 4 came out in 2008. Right. Persona 5 is coming out in 2014. Mm-hmm. So that's a six year gap. Mm-hmm. So that, and Catherine was released two years ago? A year ago? Uh, two years ago. Two years ago. So that means in... 2017... Atlas are going to release a game for the PS4 that will be, I don't know, something. Maybe Catherine 2, maybe something else batshit crazy. Sure. In 2019, they released Persona 5 for the PS3. Right. In 2022, they hint at the idea of a Persona 6. And you, you think you think there'll still be a Persona 6? Yes. There will be a Persona Six. I'm pretty sure there'll be a Persona Six. I thought I thought the the rule was that after you hit four, you have to name it something else. It didn't stop Final Fantasy. Yeah, but that's special case. Okay, I don't know. It didn't stop Resident Evil either. Yeah, okay, that was just shit. Never mind. Okay. But, um, so yeah, so in 2022 they'll hint at the idea of a Persona Six. Then the PS Six, the PS Five will get released. <laughs> then they I- release Persona Six for PS Four. Yeah, probably. So basically, if you want your if you want your new gen Persona game, you have to wait until almost twenty thirty. I'm guessing. <laughs> like if 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 history is to believe and repeats itself in terms of Atlas, then that's what's going to happen. It sounds crazy, but I could totally see it happening. Yeah, I could see it happening. I that's... think it will have it'll, might happen unless they they like crank their development time up way fast which they probably sure. won't it'll yeah you want that Persona game for PS4 uh, for PS4 you'll get it in about 20 years <laughs> Jesus enjoy that yeah um yeah I I've I've never played those games or watched them being played but yeah. I enjoy everything that surrounds those games you enjoy the idea of those games. I enjoy the idea of those games. I enjoy the style of those games. Um, I enjoy the community that surrounds those games. Yep. But I, 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 at this stage, I really don't ever see myself going back into a JRPG. You like, don't want to spend 120 hours worrying about your social links. Well, no. Like, Assassin's Creed seems to be the limits to my time investment. So, like, 20 to 30 hours. Yeah, like, Brotherhood, I spent just under 30 hours in that and yeah. by then I was like okay I'm properly done with this now I can't imagine spending 120 hours in the game I just can't um, I've, never, I've never told you how much time I've spent playing Dragon Age Origins oh like ungodly amounts Like it's more like your Guild Wars hour count oh, Guild Wars the one, one. I'm not going to talk about Guild Wars 1 that was ridiculous but yeah exactly Like I, I, I'm talking like a normal video game yeah well like your Skyrim hours were pretty no, big no Skyrim well. hours weren't that much Skyrim was like 90. Okay. Oh, yeah, like that's normal. When you compare it to Dragon Age Origins, it's pretty normal. How much? But Dragon Age Origins had like a... Did you just play the same game over and over and over? So I've spent... I've 100%ed Dragon Age Origins three times. 
<laughs> right. So that's 160 hours. Jesus. Three times. And it, is there any like New Game Plus style thing, or do you just start from scratch every time? I start from scratch every time because you built. I want to build a new character a different way. Right. So three, I've done it. I've done it in all three possible ways: of a mage, a rogue, and a beefy warrior type. Sure. So you've basically seen all that game has to offer. Yes. Three times. Three times. Yeah. Fucking hell. I, I I don't know what I I don't know what it'll take for a game to do that to me, really. Um, it, 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 I didn't think it was going to work either, but all it takes is the right game. The right game. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So that's all the stuff I had. I don't know if you had anything yep, else. Yeah, I've not got anything else. So other than the Persona stuff, that's all I've got. What are you up to for the rest of the week? Um, or the rest of the next two weeks, even? Probably play a bit more Skyrim. Um, because immersion really helps to get you into a thing. Sure. Uh, I also bought, in the sales, I also bought State of Decay. Oh, cool. Okay. Which is that open world zombie survival thing i am um, i'm interested to know what you think about that yeah so i i plan on playing that um i need to get my xbox 360 controller back from my friend who's using it to play dark souls right now right uh but when i get that back i'll play some state of decay we should play I'll... some co-op of that if it's any good if it works is the co-op is the co-op in that is does, does state of decay have co-op I think we patched it in later. Let's find out. I don't actually know. Um, I'll double check that. You talk about what you're doing while I double check. Um, so yeah, for me, it's really just more PS4 stuff because that's all I have right now. Um, yep. I'm going to keep playing more Assassin's Creed. Um, I won't be playing Marvel because my girlfriend won't be down until the end of the month. So I'm not like I'm physically being told I'm not allowed to touch it until she comes back. Um, you're whipped. Basic, in, in the case, like, no, she would rip me apart if I played Marvel without her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll be playing a lot of Assassin's Creed and probably lots of Warframe because I'm strangely attracted to that game. I'm not entirely sure why yet. Because uh, it's Robot Ninjas. Robot Ninjas are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yes, lots of that. So, I am planning to do a live stream to test out the live stream stuff. Okay. Um and I've had a couple of people asking how Assassin's Creed 4 is, so I'm probably going to stream some Assassin's Creed 4 stuff. Sure. I'm going to pencil in probably on Thursday, um, because it gives me enough time to plan it. Yeah, I sure. may grab you tomorrow. I was going to say, do you want me to stop by and what do, you mean? do colour commentary? I mean, yeah, that would be awesome if, you, if you're up for that. But I was going to say, like, if you could just... We will do a trial stream where I give you the password to the, the Twitch account and you just see how it looks. Oh, okay. Because sure. if it's complete bullshit, then I might just not bother. Well, but, no, I, um, all I need to do is just you need to just tell me your account. And yeah. I'll just watch the stream. So we have a we we now have a game engine start Twitch account. Oh, um, awesome! So if we decide to stream stuff, we can use that. But um, so uh. I'll do it. I'll do it when I do the end thing. But yes, I, I will need you to help me test the streaming stuff to yeah, see how yeah, it works. Um, so State of the Day doesn't have any co-op on the PC. Interesting. Okay. Also. For the for the for those that are interested, I, I'll, it's irrelevant now because the sale's probably gone. But uh, the Dragon Age Origins Ultimate Edition, mm. which has all the DLC and stuff in it, is on sale for four pounds right now on Steam. Yeah, uh, you can get with with the the hundred sixty hours I spent initially wasn't including the expansion pack. Oh shit! So with the expansion pack, you could probably get one hundred eighty hours worth of content out of that sure. easy. So for four pounds. 
That's a fucking incredible value. That's good. And value. it's an amazing game. <laughs> so you should probably go there. <laughs> so I, I love how Steam did its sale at the same time where GOG did its sale. And yeah. like my, my wallet just well, cried. It's, it's um Black Friday and like No, this Monday. this was way before. This was last week. This was like Monday oh, was when it really? started. Okay. Yeah. Um so Yeah, that's kind of what I'll be up to for the next couple of weeks. Um yeah. coming up on the site. Uh, like I said, I'm going to try and live stream stuff, so I'll post some links to that when I go live with that. Yep. Uh, we have your video coming mm-hmm. later on this week. Um, it's basically ready to go. We just need to fill out a couple of things for it. So you played some XCOM Enemy Within. I did. Um, played through one mission and talked some stuff about the new yeah, things. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed watching it, so we will um, stick that up soon. Uh, I'm tempted to write some stuff about first experiences with PS4s because I haven't written anything in a while. Yeah, so that's probably a good idea. I might try and do something along those lines. First impressions are always good to have. Uh, the redesign of the site, which I've been kind of half talking about every now and then, is going reasonably well. It looks oh, like good. it might be good for the end of the year. Cool. But we'll see how that goes. Um, I haven't had any big technical issues yet, which usually means I just haven't hit them yet. So we'll see how that goes. So the next recording we'll be doing is the 16th probably. And then yes. after that, it would be so we so we basically have two recordings left before the end of the year. Yep. So we need to decide when we want to do game of the year style the year stuff. stuff. Um, I'm going to probably pitch for for the thirtieth, maybe. I'll be okay with that. Um, but we'll see how it goes with timescales because I'm kind of I'm about quite a bit. Um, during Christmas, so we uh, we will we will get something sorted, and there will be content for Game of the Year, basically. Sure. But next week, our next recording will hopefully just be normal, and then after that, we'll go completely crazy. Cool. And in between, then keep an eye on everything to see if we end up doing more random things. So yeah, chill stuff. Yeah. Um, do your thing so the website is gameenginestart.com where you'll find all of our writings and the podcasts and everything up there um, we have Facebook and Twitter if you wanted to search for Game Engine Start on there you'll find us and that's where the best place to find to be notified when we update anything um, we'll post it there we have the YouTube channel youtube.com slash gameenginestart where you'll see Callum's video and any other stuff we're doing there's a Twitch channel more now. More videos to come. Oh yeah, many more videos to come now that we're both in full swing and we know how to yeah. do this stuff. We will we will do that. Um, we have a Twitch channel now, which I think is the Twitch TV slash Game Engine Start. I don't know how the user URL works in that, but yeah, you just it's just slashing the name of the account. So yeah, it'll be there. It doesn't. It's not properly set up yet, but it will be by the time this recording goes up. Um, so there'll be something on that later on this week where I'll be streaming some Assassin's Creed just to see how it works. Uh, if you want to email us it's podcast.gameagentstart.com and that is about it so before the end of the podcast you and I've got a quick question for you because I know you've done this oh no uh, okay. in the Steam sale right now binary domain <laughs> is £75 that's yeah that's is worth, it worth it that's worth 5 quid. All right. definitely done um, that is a I'm okay with this that is a unique game that needs that more people to play it. Did that come out this year? I don't think it did. I think it came out at the tail end of last year, but we need to check that. 
I'll, I'll just check that. Yeah, we need to check. Here. So yes, 20, that's 20, 2012. 2012. Ah, get it. <laughs> You're suggesting it for Game of the Year discussions. Yeah, I, if, if it is what I think it is, I might fucking love it. Yeah, I think I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll definitely get something out of it. Good. Right, that's done. Okay. I just bought binary, binary domain for five pounds. <laughs> okay, so we will so back. I'll, I'll play that as well. I'll play oh, yeah. the binary, binary domain. domain. So we'll be How back in two weeks. Binary domain. Eh, it's not long. It's like, well, no, I think it's longer than you expect it to be. I think Can it's I like... do it in a weekend? Yeah, probably. Good. Okay, sorted. <laughs> cool. So we'll be back in two weeks, uh, and we will see you then with more of this stuff, more with hopefully video more video games. games. If you have new next-gen cancels, cons- <laughs> next-gen cancels, that's the future of fighting games, is next-gen cancels. Next-gen, wow, that's a reference I never thought I'd hear you make. Good job. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm up on this shit. I'm so proud of you. Salty. <laughs> <laughs> Can we turn this off before I try to kill you through the internet? <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks, and we'll see you later. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)